Thank you, Dave. Very good. It's a classic. Um, I'll be real honest with you. I'm not feeling my best tonight. You can ask him probably about an hour and a half ago. I was uh, in the bathroom, knelt down, not doing so good, if you know what I mean. Uh, so if this sermon ends up being a little bit shorter than the usual, you'll know why. Um, first, can we just pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Um, God, I thank you for giving me the opportunity just to share um, your word with uh, the congregation tonight. God, I pray that um, you will use it to speak to people um, and that uh, what I talk about will, will resonate with, with someone here tonight, God, that will um, try to make a change in their life and to follow you even more closely. Um, Father, just, just bless this service tonight. Okay, so tonight I want to talk about something that should be at the forefront of all of our lives, because looking around, I, I know most, everybody in here, and I know you guys are all very strong Christians, uh, a lot of people in here brought me up to be a Christian, um, and it's our prayer life, um, and it's such a, a complicated thing sometimes for, for Christians to maintain a, a good prayer life. Um, because it's so easy to slide into, you know, the, the idea that things are going okay right now. So, you know, I just say, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this food. Amen. Good night. And, and we'll be good. Um, and then there's, there's times where you're struggling with something in your life and it, it makes it hard for you to even pray at all. Um, I can remember when I lived in Estonia when I was in college 15 years ago uh, I came to a point where I I almost just couldn't pray because I was struggling with my faith um, I was you know just seeing a different part of the world and being exposed to so many ideas and um, just so many different things happening in my life that you know it just caused me to to stop praying, uh, to, to have a hard time just to even say that I had faith. Um, but uh, prayer is is such an integral part of, of our lives as Christians. It should be anyway. Um, and I don't usually like to give out advice, um, but... This is pretty sound advice, and it's worked for me for the last several years, so I, I, I don't feel uh, nervous passing it on to, to you guys, but it's it's just a little thing that I tried, and when I tried it, it, it really changed my life. Um, I began, well, I was, I was going through a time of some spiritual hardship in my life. Kim and I were fundraising, um, and... Uh, that really hasn't been a joy ride for us. It's it's been a big test of both of our faiths, and uh, you know, there just came a point to where I was just getting so uh, frustrated and so down that I, you know, it was it was hard for me to even pray to you know to thank God for the things He had blessed me with. It was it was hard, and that was and that was my fault. You know, that was my selfishness. That was my, um, you know, those were my problems that I created for myself, but. Um, it was affecting my prayer life, and so 
I just got the idea one morning to try and pray the Lord's Prayer. Um, the Lord's Prayer is something that we learn when we're little kids. Um, but it, you know, and I'd heard it a million times over my life, but it had never really been something I had thought about actually praying to God. And then when I went and got home, um, I got my Bible and I was reading through it. And uh, I kind of figured out that maybe this is how I should have been praying all along. Um, I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 5. If you want to follow along. Um, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they might be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And then the Lord's Prayer starts. Amen. And uh, the first time I went back to reread it, I, I didn't remember this verse being here, but this is how it starts. Jesus says, pray then in this way. So Jesus is literally telling them exactly how to pray. So that kind of makes me think, okay, I'll give it a shot. If Jesus recommends it, can't be that bad, right? Uh, okay, so we've got, well, I'll just read the whole thing. Um, says, pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, just from the very beginning of the prayer itself, um, the first the first verse, verse nine, is, is just basically leading you into the right state of mind, and it's getting your heart in the right place to approach the Lord for prayer. Um, it says, "Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be Thy name." Um, by by exalting God. Um, and, and putting him in his proper place at the very top, um, we are also, by default, humbling ourselves. Um, we are lowering ourselves to the status of his earthly children, and we are sinful creatures, and he's not. And so, um, just right off the bat, the, the prayer, um, it, it gets your heart where it's supposed to be at, and it gets your head space kind of where it's supposed to be at, too. Um, the word hallowed, it says hallowed be thy name, by definition means to um, to be made holy or greatly revered and honored. So not, our, not only are you praising him for being your heavenly father, you are making his name holy and you are revering him and honoring him. So, 
Verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is uh, a huge prayer. Unbelievably powerful prayer in three short lines. Um, So basically, if we're asking God for his kingdom to come, we are asking him to change the entire world. Because if his kingdom came right now, we would be living by his kingdom law. We would not be living in a sinful world. We would be living in a world where people loved each other, where people treated each other kindly. Um, we would living, we'd be living in the world that... Uh, that Jesus modeled for us in his life. Um, so asking God for his kingdom to come is, is something very big, but it's also something that he is more than willing to do in, you know, in your personal life. He wants you to be walking in his kingdom and living in his kingdom and living by the laws of his kingdom. Um, so... Just saying your kingdom come, your will be done, that's something we've all said a million times and it just rolls off our tongue. But, but it's, it's a big thing to ask of God. Um, and I think we have to have a lot of a confidence in who he is to even ask that. Um, if you keep going, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, that means that we let go of our plans. Um, whatever our you know, life is that we've chosen, whatever career course or family life or, or just every, pretty much any aspect of your life, um, you're giving control of that to God to do whatever he wants to with it. And um, I can tell you as someone who's prayed this for a few years that can be a very painful process and, but honestly when God's working on you and it hurts that means it's a good thing because uh, it's making a difference um, so your will be done on earth as it is in heaven um, that is you giving yourself to God that is you laying down your life to the Lord um, go to verse 11 give us this day our daily bread okay that's a pretty simple request just ask him to be fed but um, I think if you look at it a little more closely we're not really asking God to feed us we're saying God we know that you'll feed us God we have faith that you will provide what we need for today. Um, and this is something that we need to do every day. We need to tell God that we believe he's going to take care of us because he's going to. Um, I mean, I could give you a million examples of ways that God has taken care of Kim and I. Uh, just out of the blue, things we didn't even ask for uh, that God's done for us. And uh, so, yeah, we're asking God every day 
for our sustenance. That means we're getting our sustenance from God every day. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry for my throat. But, um, so our faith is growing daily as we ask and receive our, for our bread from God. Going on to verse 12. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty big one. Uh, we all know forgiveness is kind of at the core of what we believe here, what we base our lives on. Um, uh, and Jesus has already forgiven us. He's already forgiven everybody in this room. Whether or not you've accepted that forgiveness, uh, you pray about that. But uh, God has forgiven us our debts. So it's our duty to forgive those who have debts against us, or we have debts against them. Um, we are not allowed as Christians to hold grudges against other people. Um, I can definitely say that's something I've struggled with in my life. Um, I, I've, uh, it's pretty easy for me to hold on to, to my anger. Um, but through a lot of prayer, God is, is working in my life. I wouldn't say I'm cured yet, but um, you know, it, it's amazing what, what God will do if you just ask him to do it. You just have the courage to ask him. In verse number 13, um, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's talk about the top part here. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God answers that prayer. He will answer that prayer, but you've got to ask him. You know, you can't coast through Christianity thinking that God's got you covered, everything's going to be fine, and that the devil doesn't want you to fail, because he does, very much so. Um, but God does not want you to fail, and he will deliver you from evil, and he will deliver you from temptation. Um, I'm going to finish the rest of this chapter, or the rest of this verse, 14 and 15, but then I'm going to come back to, to another central theme, and then I'll probably be close to done. Um, so it's four. If you forgive others their transgressions, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. It's pretty straight up and down. Uh, I would forgive people. How are you? I need to, to do better. Um, but there's one word throughout the Lord's Prayer that's in there a lot, and I think it's easy to overlook. Does anybody want to guess what it is? Us. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. All of us. Um, Jesus called the church to be a community, 
close to you. Um, and you know, well, I, I, I've studied the first century, second century churches, um, and and they lived in community, um, like they they lived together and survived off of each other's food and water and, and supplies. Um, and you know, they lived together, they prayed together, they worshipped together. Um, they did everything together, and then, and you know, the Bible says when, when more than one is gathered in His name, He is there. Um, so I think that's something that our modern day culture pushes against is tight knit small communities like this. Not even necessarily just church, but any kind of group, because. There's, there's so many other things to look at. There's so many things on TV, and there's so many apps on my phone that I need to check, and, you know, emails and texts and, and all this stuff. You know, like we're so caught up in talking to people that we never talk to anybody, you know. And maybe I'm just going off on a rant here, but um, I just want to say that over the last probably two and a half, three years, I have prayed the Lord's Prayer um, every morning and every night, and uh, I haven't always prayed it word for word. I wouldn't recommend that every single time because sometimes it's okay to to break the mold a little bit and pray for Betsy in the hospital or pray for you know anybody you can think of. Pray for Dwayne and his heart because we all have specific things that we need, but. Um, just like it says right before the beginning of the prayer Father knows what you need before you ask so remember that when you go into prayer remember that God already knows what you need ask him with confidence and faith if you ask him that his will be done in your life it will be it won't be fun all the time, but uh, you won't answer your prayers. I think that's about all I have to say. Thank you guys.